I am Ryan Feldman, Path to Manliness, with another exciting episode of the Path to Manliness podcast. I'm joined here with uh, the latest author, Fury, whose new book is out today. And yeah, Fury, I'm happy to have you here, man. I'm happy to, to hear your story, hear about your book, and uh, why don't you tell people about who you are and uh, talk about your book a little bit, too. Yeah, so uh, I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, and in like when I was younger, I didn't travel a lot or at all, you know. I did like trips with my family, you know, like yeah. uh, across Europe. We do that a lot. But uh, as I grow older, one of my friends, uh, he's actually in the book. He's like a code named Tiger. Yeah. He loves to, he's actually wilder than me. He, he would be like a 5K or 10K account here, <laughs> I swear, uh, on Twitter. Uh, but uh, he's like off social media and stuff. But um, we went to this uh, other place called Budapest. It's in Hungary. And it was like a road trip. It was fun. It was pretty cool. And, but he, he showed a side to me that I, that I never saw before, you know, like uh, this wild and free, um, yeah, just living it up, you know, like traveling abroad. That's so, awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. And you, yeah, you so, go to uh, Asia a lot yeah. too, like Thailand. Yeah. So uh, the same dude. He said, uh, yo, uh, we made PowerPoint. He actually made PowerPoint slides to convince <laughs> me to go to Thailand because his Seriously. job is uh, <laughs> uh, a strategy consultant. They make okay. tight deck slides, tight slides of deck, you know, tighten yeah. the deck or something like that. Anyway, and then, uh, but that PowerPoint presentation was given in 2015 or something, you know. I said, I can't do it, man. I have uh, a thesis back then. Uh, I was graduating. Uh, I said, I don't have the, the feeling to go on holiday, you know. Yeah. And this, uh, this year was like a big year for me because I started the junior position as a construction engineer, a civil engineer. Uh, so yeah. he said, you have no excuses now. Just take some days off. You have the cash. Let's go. And then, uh, yeah, I went to Thailand and it was crazy. It was just two weeks, but uh, so many stories, you know, and uh, that fueled me to actually start my uh, nonfiction novel. Uh, yeah, it was worth telling. Yeah, it's cool. So it's, it's basically like you're telling your story of all the crazy wild shit you did. Yeah. Yeah. I got you, man. And also I try to because uh of course uh social media doesn't give the full story. So you might get tidbits like I drink a lot of vodka or <laughs> do multiple shots. I actually don't do that a lot. It's like on special occasions, you know. And then I yeah. when I do something I go totally ham, you know, I go crazy. And uh but the book is to show like uh, I quote Hemingway a lot, like um that he just went to Paris and he wrote a move Beaufis, it's called. Uh, it's like just a, a bundle of short stories. And he doesn't do anything except he goes into a bar. He just sits and he drinks and he says, there was a hot woman or the bartenders are cool or uh, they were boxers and I know them. And it's just a story. But just because it's Hemingway, you know, uh, I love him. You know, I love his style. He's a good writer, one of my favorite authors. But he didn't do like, you know, he no. just lived. He drank. He It was just Paris, you know? Yeah, it's funny how overblown it gets with Hemingway because people think that he dr he drank all the time and that's how he wrote it. And that's what made him write. And I think people like want that to be the truth. So like, oh, I just got to start drinking and I can write it and I'll be a better writer. And But there's no truth to that. And there's no truth that Hemingway actually did that. Like, he uh, talks yeah, about he all the time. Right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, everyone gets kind of, I don't know, like... There's a term, I don't know if you know, it's called flanderized. Like, there's no, a character I... in The Simpsons called Flanders. And if you, yes, um, 
Yeah, so like he's like that goofy, obnoxious neighbor. He's like incredibly Christian and, and says all these goofy things all the time. But if you go back in like season two or season three of The Simpsons, he's just like an average, normal dude who's goes to church. Like he's he's not anywhere near what he became. Like as the series went on, he became more of a cartoonish image of himself. And I, I think that happens. That happens with um with uh Hemingway. It definitely happens with me where people think I'm like this ultra macho masculine guy just because the name and you, you know, like yes. I come across it with a Twitter on a Twitter a lot, but if you like listen to me on the podcast, I'm a pretty average, pretty normal guy. You know, not average, but I'm not I understand what you mean. Like of course you, you're you're a creator, so you're on the yeah. creator side. You're also yeah. a consumer. You you love like reading what other other guys do, but you're on the creator side. So people yeah. like they love to pedestalize a little bit. You know? Yes. Yeah. Especially as your follower count grows up. So, um, and, and I don't mind some of that, but like people paint you into their own picture, what they want you to, th- to be. So they think that you're, you know, this ultra, uh, lifter or this ultra runner, or maybe you get all these girls. Like I get a lot of people ask me questions about how do I get girls and all this stuff. And like, honestly, they saw my notch count. They probably disappointed because it's just never really something I pursued. You know, yeah. I, not that I didn't go after girls, but I didn't like, try to run up the number as high as I could. Um, yeah. And I, I see the same thing with you. People paint you into a certain picture because they see, I mean, part of it's your fault. <laughs> you know, you're always posting <laughs> pictures of uh, you at these crazy parties, you're smoking cigars and doing shots of vodka. And I think people think you do that every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, I have to say, if I uh, I do it every day, I'd be dead really for sure right now. Like, yeah. I'd, be, like, I'd be dead. So, but, somebody tweeted uh, that once. They go, this Fury is going to be the first to die when he's like under 25 or some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he's one of my friends now. We talk on WhatsApp. <laughs> I, think was, I think it was Niels. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he even invited me to like, um, he lives in uh, Great Britain in the UK. Yeah. Just, you know, go to a retreat or something. Like, he's one of my pals now. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were constantly going out drinking all the time, too. I just assumed um, social media paints that picture. But then I got to know you a little better. I'm like, oh, you're an engineer. Uh, you're not drinking every night. <laughs> no, not every, Yeah, it's not possible, you know, like, but I remember, um, let, let's say my follower account would be this big, like, two years yeah. ago. I was still uh, studying. I was a little bit like Benjamin, you know? Yeah. If I would be Fury now, uh, uh, then, I mean, then, then I would be able to do all those crazy shit. Yeah. But. I, I didn't even drink that much. Like it's something new. Like it's, uh, it's because of Thailand actually, you know, the, yeah. the, the goose was so, uh, so cheap, you know, I just like found it in the back. <laughs> I love the pictures, man. I was scrolling through a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, I, I just sent you like a blog for your website, you know, yeah. said, I just added some pictures just, just because it was cool. Man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, um, I normally don't do a lot of pictures on my blog, but yeah, it looks good. It looks awesome. I'm going to have to update that and then put your, your link in there. And we'll put it in the show notes down here. So if people want to buy your book, they'll, they'll buy it here. Um, oh, okay. Cool, man. Yeah. 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 So, like, what's your, like, one-liner? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the book about? What do, what do people – why should people buy this book? Um, to, is it to know the real Fury or is it to know the crazy side of Fury? It's, uh, mm, this is something I debate a lot about with uh, people on Twitter and in real life. Yeah. Actually, um, it it show, the book shows the reason why uh, why I'm now proud to hold the name. You know, before really? maybe it could have been like people accuse me of LARPing or you make yourself bigger than you are. Yeah. But the book is just me. Like uh, the book is actually about me. I just go and eat and dinner and do crazy stuff on top of it. It's like a whole spectrum of my personality. 
and uh, yeah, it's just me basically. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, I've seen people say that they think it's a character or whatever. I mean, we're all playing characters. Like, and I, I don't mean that that like our Twitter personas. I mean, like in real life, like everyone's putting on yeah. some sort of a not necessarily an act, but like, who are you? And you got to figure out who you are, and you, you constantly change. Like, you, I know if I could time travel five years into the future and then talk to my future self, like I'd barely recognize him, and he would probably look down upon me. I hope so. Otherwise, you know, we're not growing, we're not changing, right? Yeah, I used to have a line. Uh, I don't say this uh, this often anymore, uh, but uh, I always say uh, I was really harsh. I'm sometimes really harsh on myself. I think I said uh, when I when somebody shows me a picture of me in the past or something or talks about me in the past, yeah. I say don't talk about them. Uh, yeah. Don't talk about him. That guy's a loser. Yeah. Because now I'm uh, because you're farther. You must have done something. You can't go back. You know. Right. You have to, you have to go bigger. You know, bigger. Yeah. Yeah, that's I um I moved away from my hometown when I was well I guess when I was eighteen so I went to college so I went like not far away but you know fifty miles but ever since I just kept going farther and farther away and you change you know as you go to these different places and then you come back and you see your old friends and um, you know after a long time it, it, this becomes less of an issue but for those first few years people are like oh remember when you used to do this remember you were like this they try to like paint you back in that corner it's like hey remember you're this dumb jock or whatever it's like look that was a long time ago and i've i've left like i've gone kayaking i'm into like shooting guns and shit now like i've been doing some different stuff have you been doing the exact same shit since high school because that's kind of sad you know yeah but like uh, they try to hold you back they want you to to stay uh, the way they remember you because a lot of people don't change and then when you change it's like a reflection on their lack of change yeah yeah that, that's sad you know like yeah yeah i see that a lot on um not necessarily on that but like i see people people judge you a lot i think you know you have issues with that people they, they think that you're this crazy guy that you're always doing oh, like or... oh is, like they judge me right yeah. how, do you, how did you know that like you, I, I can just why well, I, I can see it by the way you talk you know like you walk into a bar and you you think people aren't yeah the story uh, recently where you walk oh in yeah the recent one that you found legend yeah yeah you know like um uh, like ryan um it it uh, how do you say it forms me you know it forms me yeah it it how do you say it does like uh, the way i write it sometimes uh, that story specifically i write yeah. it in how how it does get to me you know like uh yeah some tone back respectively how he treats me you know uh a, uh, yeah. AJ Cortez says uh, you have to treat people how they need to be treated, not how they deserve to be treated or something. Yeah. <laughs> how they need to be treated. I really like that quote. Like he made a adjustment on. Yeah, thing, I like that. Um, uh, like also, what is it? Uh, some people can view the emotions of Asian their face better. You know. Really? Okay. Yeah. I feel like but you guys are more like stoic. Like you, you yeah, don't show as much emotion. Uh, it's it's about how you don't express the you know the happiness or like yeah the, the, the energy you know but yeah. um, why I'm a little bit uh, yeah not grieved or a little bit upset is like uh, there was a time when I was uh, I remember those days there are a lot of photos of me where I'm pretty smiley and the same fury and really open you know I was like hey man what's up with anybody if you yeah. wanted that you know I yeah. I had that for uh, going for a long time you know like uh, you could talk to me. Uh, uh, on the street it doesn't matter i had that going so it wouldn't be then how do you say um that 
contrasting to now that I'm a little bit more uh, to myself, you know, pretty quiet. Yeah, you're, you're like more reserved, like kind of. Yes, I, but that I do, uh, that I've done. How do you say as an uh, reaction? Because yeah. when I was the old self, like I remember it clearly. I just looked at the photo again today, like it was 2017, just two years ago. They they didn't respond to that. They they uh, they thought, who's this clown? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> then I had too much energy or something, or it wasn't nuanced or. I don't, um, and I don't use the, how do you say, uh, the same lingo, yeah. because I grew up with Hollywood movies, so sometimes I sneak in a little English uh, verb or word, or it doesn't sound like the typical, you know, Dutch boy yeah. or girl, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, America sneaks in everywhere, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. They, they do so, judge yeah. you on the way you talk, though. Um you know, I was talking about this the other day where, um, where was I? I forget where I was. I was somewhere where there's a lot of people that speak with like a, a Southern, like um, American Southern accent where it's like yeah. hick, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes people think that you're stupid when you talk that way. And I, um, you know, I live in Tennessee, but I didn't grow up here. But since moving here, you know, like whenever I go back home, like up north, they make fun of like little accents I'm picking up. Like I can't say July yeah. correctly anymore. I go July. Because I, I don't know, that's how they say it down here. I, I don't even know they do it, but I picked up on these little things. Yeah, I heard it actually. Uh, when you yeah. <laughs> the first time you talked, I thought, oh, uh, didn't know uh, Ryan uh, was a little bit southern. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pick up on like all the energy and the, the lingo, the places you live. But yeah, I, I grew up um, where there was like absolutely no dialect, no accent. Okay. Uh, I've moved and I've, I've picked up some twang in a little bit from being down. I like the I like the twang and the draw. Uh, like there's uh, Alabama accent. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Stephen I lived Story, there for a while. Twitter. I've had some chats with him on like Instagram or something, and it's really cool to hear him talk. I said, "Dude, uh, I really love your voice and the way he speaks because he also <laughs> tweets how he speaks. Actually, uh, yeah. very the way he speaks. Just, I yeah, like he, that. Throws, he throws the y'all in there." I thought I thought that was so dumb. I used to make fun of people like you sound like a, a dumbass saying it. But then like, they start using it. I'm like, it's super useful. It's way easier than saying you all or you guys or whatever bullshit. <laughs> then people get upset. Like you can't say you guys as a girls. I'm like, all right, y'all. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> and you all sounds a little bit stupid. I don't know. And I, y'all it does. What the hell is you all? What's even worse? Some people go when there's like a whole bunch of y'all. Instead of that, it's it's all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never heard that one. I would use that one. Hey, come to like a Walmart in Alabama. <laughs> I'll show you all y'all. <laughs> but no, it's it's all good. Man. So, does the Netherlands have any like weird lingo like that? Oh yeah, like what I have always like. Um, uh, what do you what do you mean? Um, like I live in Rotterdam. Like you have two big cities. You have yeah. Amsterdam and Rotterdam. I've actually heard of Rotterdam. Yeah. Yeah, Rotterdam yeah. is like. Um, if Amsterdam is the more uh, touristy and more quaint, old school, uh, Rotterdam is more modern. It has the skyscrapers, like the New York, you know. I like got the you. New York but you know, here, um, here, but here we are in the west, uh, yeah. no, in the west of Rotterdam, we have like uh, certain districts that have these um, slang, and it comes from um, the Surinamese people that live here. They're like the the black the black people, you know. Oh from yeah, yeah. Colony, so, yeah. a slave colony that used to be in South America. Uh, the little country and we have a lot of those people here in the Netherlands and but that language of them uh, goes into rap and uh, rap forms the culture and then you have the cool little uh, yeah then it gets fun you know like yeah I hear you man man you know 
living in America, people from Europe always come over and say it's amazing how much space we have. Like everything's so spaced out and far away, and everyone's got big houses, big yards, big cars. But I look at Europe and I, I see these pictures you take, and I'm like, what a cool little block! Like you can you can walk to this little cafe and have a coffee, or you can go to that little bar over there or that little restaurant, and like everything's walking distance, and like you can live yeah, right down next to everything, and like. See, we miss that in America. Like, every day we're driving everywhere, especially, like, where I live. Like, I'm out in the country. Like, I could walk. I can run for probably, like, five miles in any direction and not see a single business. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, there's there's houses and there's woods. That's it. And that's, like, pretty typical, I think, for most people. Some people live closer to the cities. Um, Yeah, I am. I read the Sorry, what did you say, right? We don't like pass each other by, like walking on the street. We're always like in our cars and stuff. It's it's a yeah, different. Yeah, about that though, like um, not that it's uh, overrated, but um, everybody, even in dense populations, they walk past each other. You know, it's not yeah, like they, yeah. I hear you, man. No, I I, I get you. That's what I miss actually. You know, like um, because I've uh, I've gone to like travel hubs like Budapest or yeah. Thailand, you know, Bangkok, and if you just walk by each other. And you can strike up a conversation really easily. Like, yeah. there's no barrier, you know? It's like, hey, where are you from or something? And you yeah. had Canadians, you had Austrians. It doesn't matter, you know? Because you're all uh, from all over the world to these special, I call it like magical places. And everybody's like really friendly. It, it's just for the moment. You, you can do with it whatever you want. You can go to a party after with each other or have a drink later or not, That's you know? Like, leave it, leave it, uh, you know? Leave it yeah, as man. you go. It's like, what's, what's your favorite place to travel? Is it Bangkok? I see you in Thailand all the time. <laughs> those, are old fo- those are old photos, but I really uh, like, I like Bangkok, you know, like, yeah. But, uh, like, uh, I like um, Central Europe. I like really? that because I, uh, like, I went to Budapest, like, those Hungary, and I went to Slovenia, you know? Yeah. Those are cool places to go because. Those are like, they're getting more touristy because of like LonelyPlanet.com. But <laughs> yeah, what? like I meet, uh, I met a lot of Americans, you know, when I went there. But um, those are really like, because it's cheap, you know, it's cheap. And yeah. you can, it has but, these uh, typical European stuff, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful out there, man. I've, I want to go to Hungary. I want to go to Romania. Um, my yeah. family's from Romania. I'm not sure where because the city got wiped out by the Russians like a hundred years ago. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, so it's just gone. Um, it's actually why I'm an American. My, my great-grandparents, um, they lived in this little town in Russia and uh, yeah. I, I think it was called like, the Pogroms or something. I don't know. They're just wiping out all sorts of like different ethnic ethnicities and shit. And my family just kind of fled. They like, got us in a boat and like left as refugees and came to America in like 1910 or some shit. Yeah, um, yeah they, they landed in Maryland and then they, this is kind of cool, but my, uh, my grandpa like changed our name. Like he took a, a letter or two out of it just because he didn't like it the, the way it was or something. And yeah. then, um, I don't my grandpa, my great grandpa. And then, uh, then he came to Chicago and, and that's where my family lived forever. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird story. So I didn't know, I didn't know you were Ru- Romanian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't need, I thought it was Russian for a long time, but then, um, like, my great grandma took all these like crazy notes and shit about our family history. Um, cause like at one point there was like three generations of us all living in uh, the same house <laughs> and there was, um, a lot of beer brewing and a lot of root beer brewing. Like the yeah. family was like making their own drinks and then there was like a mysterious, yeah, but it was just whatever, you know? And then they, um, 
it, it wasn't exactly like uh, an established business. You know, it was just some guys doing stuff in the basement or whatever. But there was a there was a mysterious explosion one day, and then the root beer and beer brewing stopped after that. Apparently, <laughs> mysterious explosion was it like uh, like a the, how do you say the competition or like an accident? No, it was like an accident. Like they didn't know what they were doing, and the the, the root beer, the beer still blew up. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like uh, like recently, I've come to um, like appreciate like the history of your family more. You know, I think yeah. As you get older, uh, like uh, at least for me, like when I was younger, I didn't appreciate those things as much. I think right. But now I I think about it sometimes as well. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like talk that. Even stuff that you don't remember, like stuff like too far past, like there's a genetic memory where like if you're, you know, great grandpa who you never even met um, was always like nervous of a certain type of th event or person like that gets passed on genetically to people. So I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Uh, what's really funny about that, I, we have like anecdotes about my grandfather of my father's side. Yeah. Uh, like he wears the same shirts like like I do. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. and, like one time I was just sitting and I have these, um, like these old school glasses, you know, those a uh, little bit like Ray-Bans, you know, the yeah. aviator style, but for like reading glasses. And I was just oh, sitting and I, and I look at this picture of my grandfather. I said, hey, he's wearing the same glasses as I do, you know? Oh, that's <laughs> but, awesome. Yeah, like these small little things that apparently I had, I have or had in common with, with my grandfather. Strange. Yeah, it's just that genetic memory. It's it's a strange thing. I I don't know. I I see it too with like like mannerisms, the way you move, the way you put your hands somewhere, the way you like lean against things. Like I see it with my my son, you know. Yeah. Like I, I know part of it's imitation, but then like I've seen him do things that I know he's not seeing me do or say. And I'm like that's that's creepy, man. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Because yeah, uh, about my grandfather again. Like uh, there's a way he sits. Like it's like like yeah. this or something. Like really lean lean back and. And when I was younger, my mom always said it was uh, just like my dad, but wow. apparently my dad got it from his dad. So it's like, it must be something, you know what you said? Yeah, Genetic memory. yeah cool. definitely. It's really cool, man. All right. So why don't you share, share like a story from the book or something like what's a, uh, what's a good story you can talk about in this book. That's <laughs> something funny or crazy or entertaining. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Like uh, I, what I, um, when you go out, you know, yeah, uh, you always have these people like uh, like vomiting on the street. You know, have you ever seen that? <laughs> yeah, like uh, and uh, like oh, yeah, okay. Like uh, at one point, I was on the islands, but I had to go back uh, to Bangkok to catch my flight again. But I met this girl uh, in Bangkok, uh, so I uh, decided to go back one day earlier. You know, so I had to leave my traveling partner, the tiger, I had to leave him behind, you know, so it was on my own. So I traveled back on my own uh, with the boat and the bus. And I sit in a bus for, I kid you not, like a whole day or something, like eight or 10 hours. In a Just passed bus. out in the bus? Um, the thing was, I was pretty smashed. So it, how do you say? Yeah, yeah it was perfect. Drunk. You know, like, like I did nothing for like eight or 10 hours in a bus. <laughs> when people uh, share stories about Oh, I don't want to sit in the bus for eight hours. Like my dad, he says, I'm not going to sit in a bus for eight or 10 hours. You know, we, oh, you man. can go to Europe anywhere, you know, with a bus or something, but I don't even remember it. Like it was perfectly fine. There was this girl beside me. She bought fruit. She, she offered it to me. She said like, you want fruit? I said, no, thank you. You know, blah, blah, perfectly fine. But anyway, uh, so, uh, the, the story is like, I come back with the bus in like around midnight, you know, 
Uh, and then I thought I was going to meet with the girl, but for some reason, you know, like miscommunication and her English was bad or it was my fault or whatever. She wasn't there, you know? Yeah. So, but here comes like a typical fury part. I always go, uh, like they say, like in the military, when you go somewhere, you always have to plan your exfiltration first, you know, like in this case, like the exfiltration, I had no place to sleep. <laughs> so I was my luggage uh, on the main street and it was just there, you know, like, and then I, uh, uh, then I have, uh, how do you say, I, I have come up with this strategy in the past. I'll just drink away the night. There you go. Uh, with my luggage or something, something to survive the night. And then I don't have to pay for someone to sleep, you know? But then I saw this hostel. So I think to myself, uh, let me just check in there, you know? It was dirty cheap. So I just leave the luggage. But um, how do you say? I, I actually needed a rest, you know, because I had been drinking a lot. Oh, I even um, I lost the fight. There's this, uh, this Muay Thai fight I did. I got pretty smashed up by this Russian guy. Uh, I went like, I went down two to three times. The last time, I don't even remember because, like, the ref had to stop it, you know? That's like an actual uh, fight. Like a, like a an actual fight, yeah. Match. A, a, wow. like, like, a, like a kickbox match. But the Russian, he smashed me because I had been on a bender for, like, a whole week. My reflexes were, like... <laughs> no excuses there, but... Uh, anyway, so I had, like... Uh, I needed to take a rest, but... Uh, I, uh, I have this thing when I'm on holiday. I have this, like... Energy that just keeps me going, you know. I think yeah. I need to make more stories, more stories, you know. Yeah, so trust I me. Outside, I sit outside. I'm just uh, smoking, you know, like uh, drinking, whatever. Then I think to myself, I'll just uh, take a little stroll. And now comes the story, actually, about like a kid that's vomiting. <laughs> I see these uh, four Thai girls. Um, one of them is screaming out loud, like inaudible sounds, like making weird sounds. Uh, one is really super chill. I remember that one is making pictures, <laughs> pictures of the whole scenario, uh, because one girl is like cradling this kid, this boy. It's a, like a boy, like a tan boy. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he had the spasms, you know, I recognize him. And he was like drooling, you know, and he, I know he had been drinking too much, you know, but this one girl was cradling the dude, like, you know, like holding him on his lap. And one girl was freaking out, but one girl was pretty uh, chill, quiet. And one was taking pictures and was on her phone, like, this like was some kind of happening. But then I thought to myself, you know, uh, maybe something put me on this path to try to help this kid, you know, because I was dead sober for my yeah. sober, you know, and I, and the, why I'm telling this story, I've been around the world. I like, I went to Budapest twice, saved two drunk people there as well. Uh, I went to Slovenia, saved a drunk girl there as well. And so I thought now, why not make it a fourth time, you know, like in Bangkok, yeah. Uh, like, you know, like John McClane, he says, uh, the wrong guy at the wrong place at the wrong time or something. <laughs> yeah, something I agree. Like that. I think, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm the right guy at the right time, you know. So I walk to this guy and uh, I check if he's, uh, if he's able to talk. Uh, and he, he's slurring his words, you know, but he's still there. So, and what I found out, he's actually an American, but he, he's Thai and there's like something he's studying here or something. So he's like, a, he's a normal kid, uh, you know, he, he just went, he went on a bend. And, um, so the first thing I asked to the, to the calm girl, because uh, with the others, you couldn't talk. They, they were like screaming and it was other chaos, you know, somebody has to be yeah, like um, in a war. You have these officers, you know, they have to keep their cool, you know. Yeah. And uh, like I had done this before. So I just say to the girl, uh, this your friend. And then uh, they said, no, uh, <laughs> he's not their friend. So 
they actually were just four random Thai girls just having a party and then oh, they wow. saw. Uh, then I think, what did I do? Uh, then I talked to the kid. I say to him, uh, like, do you have friends or something? Uh, and then he, uh, he actually like, this, uh, this is what he does, the whole, like, the whole scenario, like while I'm with him, he tr uh, constantly tries to call these friends, but we find out they actually ditched him and they don't pick up their phone. Like, <laughs> that's what he said, like, that, that sucked, man. Like, uh, I was really pissed off at him, maybe, you know, because sometimes I go a little bit too far as well. I was maybe projecting a little bit on him, you know, like, uh, yeah. like, uh, like the best of us. Yeah, but, but the funny thing is, like, uh, when I'm out with friends, I know I have to have people that have my back, you know, my friends. Yeah. I, I like to believe that if I would call them, yo, I'm pretty fucked up. Like, even if, like, if I'm in a foreign country, I would call them, they would pick up, you know, like, but yeah. they didn't pick up, you know? Yeah, that's And they sure. actually, like, they, they went somewhere else to party or something. So they left him behind. So um, I, I thought to myself, what do I do now? Uh, and then, oh, yeah, now comes the response for me. I uh, said to him, have you vomited? He said, uh, he said no or a little bit, you know, but he was um, like spinning a lot. You know, I know the symptom like where you're like you're spinning for no reason. And then I said, uh, maybe you need to get the poison out. I know like all the steps, you know, so I said, you need to get the poison out. And then like every drunk person, I do not know why a drunk person says this. They say, no, no. And then, uh, then I said, dude, shut the fuck up. You're going to get the poison out. And then he said, uh, and then I said, uh, to one row, I gave like orders because there's like on the whole street, there's like really um, uh, dirty, cheap 7-Eleven. Uh, you know 7-Eleven? They have that in Thailand oh, on station. any street. Yeah, convenience store. Any street, you have three 7-Elevens. If yeah. you don't have a 7-Eleven on the street, it's not a Bangkok street, you know? <laughs> I saw a guy with a tattoo on his arm said 7-Eleven is life. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, 7-Eleven is life. Like, yeah. that's a book. Like, that's, that's a drug uh, tattoo. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's like a drug tattoo. But I say to one of the girls, uh, I think maybe like the one who was taking uh, photos and chilling on her phone, get water. So she goes away. And yeah, so she gets water. Then I say to the kid, like, uh, I forgot what his name was. I actually, like, uh, like I built rapport with him, you know? Like in hostage negotiation, yeah. you have to ask the name. That's say, smart. Oh, dude, what's your name? Uh, I, I kept asking his name, uh, kept talking about uh, American stuff, you know, like where you're from, blah, blah, blah. His English was really good. Like he was just an American, but also Thai, something there, you know? Yeah. But anyway, uh, oh, then I said, you have to vomit. And he said, I don't know how to do it. Like some people don't know how to do it, you know? And me and my tiger uh, friend uh, have come up with this technique. You have to put your two fingers in and then you have to wiggle, you know? Because some people only do like this motion and it doesn't work, but you have to like wiggle, you know? like. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. so I actually teach him like the technique I'm really like really professional you know really responsible and he goes in the corner he does it and it works like he vomits you know uh, and uh, but then uh, like um, to my surprise not a lot of, a lot is coming out so like I, I looked at the vomit you know like I'm not a professional or anything but um, uh, what it means he probably vomited already or like his body is actually taking the poison or it's not that bad you know and yeah, but what yeah. I really felt uh, usually girls, uh, how do you say, uh, they revolve, you know, like repulse. They like revolve, yeah. They think it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. But these girls not. Because Thai girls are the best drinkers in the world. They'll be like, oh, okay, this is normal, you know. like. <laughs> so that was great. Um, and then the final part, like I say to the kid, um, like, what are you going to do now? You know, where do you sleep? And then he gives me like a pass where he sleeps. 
and I asked the Thai girl, where is this? And she says, oh, that's a really nice uh, neighborhood. It's like uh, condos, you know, condominiums, uh, really yeah. fancy. But yeah, and um, then the second part I say to the dude, you have money. And what I really liked about this kid, uh, this line is like in the book, he constantly says, I have all the money in the world. I'm rich, help me, help me. <laughs> I have money. He had a lot of like credit cards, but not cash, you know? Yeah. Said, uh, you know, I have money. It, money is not an issue. Money like, he constantly kept checking his phone, constantly kept shouting that he was rich, that he was American. Not saying, you know, I'm American, I'm rich, but where he was from, constantly repeating his name, you know? Uh, then I say to the girl, you know, this is what you're going to do gonna hail a cab just uh, skid your ass and just leave his ass you know and then comes like the the freaky part that girl says to me no we can't do that i'm pretty heartless you know like uh, uh like i have this kid but my night needs to go on it was early you know i had to do shit you know like uh, just dump in the cab i think i said dump it in the cab she says no we can't do that i said why not she's i don't trust thai people i said you're thai then she said yeah but you can't just throw him in the cab then i thought yeah, fuck me. Because if you do that, they'll rob his ass clean, you know? Yeah. Uh, you don't, especially if, if you're you don't rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, especially because you, he was going to say that he's rich. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, then, uh, then the final part, I come up with this idea. The, the hostel that I checked in, you know? I'll just take him there, you know? So, I said, uh, this is what we're going to do. Uh, like, the hostel, it was just one minute walk. I say to him, uh, yo, we're almost there, man. Uh, I'm going to take you to the hostel where I'm sleeping. Uh, you're just going to book a, book a room and all is going to be fine. Uh, so he chucked the water, you know. I said, chuck the whole thing. And funny enough, like when you're drunk, you don't want to chuck water. Yeah. It's maybe like some stuff. It's like a self-deprecating mood you're in. You just want to feel filthy and dirty or something. You don't want to recover. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is, but always when you give somebody water, even me, like, no, no I don't want water. Yeah. Anyway, like he chucks the water, and then the girls, um, there was there was a little bit strange. They want to stick with him or something because they felt attached to him or something. But then I said, no, I need to fix this now. He needs to come with me and needs to sleep it off. You're gonna come with me or not, you know? And so I said, you can just go, you know, uh, because there's like a transference of burden or something, you know? Like because if they leave, it's now on me, you know? I said, no, it's good. I got him, you know? Like I, I have done this before actually, and then uh, I actually said this. I've done this before, you know. Uh, I need to get a medal for this somewhere, you know, karma. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, yeah. Uh, and I was, uh, I also had like this attitude that I'm like maybe projecting feelings on this kid, you know, like a little bit mad at him and constantly saying, dude, you have to pick your friends better. I kept repeating that as well. But uh, then what was really funny, uh, then the, the stoic girl, like the calm girl, she came to me, she paused and she said, you're a good man. She said, you're a good man. You're a good man for your... I said, I said like, yeah, maybe, you know, like, I'm not going to take that. I said, uh, we've, uh, but I actually said, we've all been there, you know, like, I tried to help him, you know. Yeah, man. And then she goes away, you know, it's over. And then uh, I tried to, uh, then I thought I have to be, how do you say, um, uplifting to this kid. I say, hey, dude, you're American, you know, show me some spirit. We're almost there, you know. Uh, I call him a Yankee. Let's say stuff like, who <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I said, you know, like, come on. And then he actually said, dude, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's not helping. <laughs> I was trying to encourage him, you know, because he was stumbling as he walked. I had to, yeah. I said, can you walk? Then he said, yeah, 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 I can walk. Then he kept, you know, like on the curb. I tried to hold his, he said, no, no, let go of me, let go of me. Then I said, dude, shut the fuck up then, you know, like you're telling me you don't need my help. And, um, but he, and then what I really liked, he also kept saying, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. The whole, the whole evening he was saying that, thank you so much, in, uh, intermittently. And then uh, one of the famous lady boys of the street, uh, like they work the street, you know, 
I recognized her. At one point, me and Tiger recognized the regulars. And he always said, like, work hard, man. They work hard. I, I saw her all day. I saw her all day. Or, or he. And uh, I recognized this one because the, the haircut or something. I recognize this one. You know, one of the yeah. regulars. He's out there hustling. <laughs> hustling. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the office. It's, you know, like, making business. Yeah. But these people have no fucking shame, Ryan. Like, I swear to you. Like, this guy, he was, you know, out of this wall. Yeah. And she come to this, and uh, because I don't, uh, how do you say, I, I did, wasn't holding his hand or anything, you know? So he was a little bit like half a meter away from me, you know? Yeah. So, and we were just walking on the street, and but it's like, a, I call it like a pandemonium, the street. It's like yeah. people rob you, or you can fight, you can, yeah. you, you can do not safe for work stuff, you can do anything on the street, you know? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So but the thing is, this lady boy, she comes to him, and she has no shame. She says, hey, handsome, hey, sexy, or something <laughs> like that. And then I just, uh, you know, I, I shield the guy and I just, I look at this, this, this woman or this guy and I, I say, say to her, like, I just say one thing, I say, no, but as <laughs> I just say one word, no, and because I had this tone, I developed it specifically for Thailand that you have to be very aggressive in one second to like, stay the fuck away from me, you know, yeah. like be a salesman, like hookers, lady boys, because if, because if they touch you, they can, how do you say, um, like pickpocket you and it's annoying, you know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, I say no, and this person sees how I, I am able to like flip the switch. Like that's why they call me the Fury because I sometimes look really angry, you know. So and she just goes away, and she's like, "Why you have to be like uh, mean?" I in my head, I thought you're shameless because this guy he probably even wouldn't be able to fuck, you know. And then the funniest thing happened, like this this American kid, Ryan. You know what he constantly keeps saying? Please. Please don't, don't uh, please don't let me have sex. I don't want to fuck. Please, <laughs> please just take. I just want to sleep. I, I no lady boys, no lady boys. Please take yes. me home. And that's also in the book. Like uh, I, I, I really wanted to laugh at that moment oh because there was so funny in that moment. But then I, I had to keep keep a straight face, you know. And then uh, we walked to this hostel, and this woman, uh, like it's the normal, most normal thing in the world. She says hello, blah blah, and she sees this drunk fuck kid, you know, and. He's constantly saying, take my money, take my money. And then she says, do you have ID? I said, dude, do you have ID? You know, like uh, processing for all the, yeah. you know, like the basic stuff. And it's all good. And then he goes um, up in the room and he constantly kept saying, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So you saved him from getting robbed and, you know, fucked by a lady boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good man, Fury. No, that's that's crazy, man. No, I know what you mean. I was um those those downtown cities sometimes they get a little I don't know, it's just a lot of people. And most of them are good, but yeah, there's there's always a few idiots out there trying to rob you and shit. So I was just in Chicago recently and mm-hmm. people act like Chicago's a dangerous place. You've never been there, but it's a great city, man. It's like the best city in the world. I love it. Um, but you know, there's certain places you go, you just gotta kinda like pay a little bit more attention. You know, hey, just watch your wallet. Somebody bumps into you, just check your wallet real quick. You know, they'll, they'll grab you, they'll grab your phone. Um yeah. You know, but it's it's pretty nice overall. But they got the same thing. They don't have the lady boys. There's a couple areas maybe, but they uh, <laughs> they they got guys like always like hustling, trying to sell their CD, yeah, and shit, and trying to scalp tickets for Cubs games and stuff. And it's like oh, you can't trust any yeah. of these guys. You know, and while they're doing that, there's some girl walking by, is like wearing nothing, trying to get you at the strip club with her, and the whole time like is anybody anybody brushing past me, anybody like trying to swipe my wallet and shit. Yeah. One place, uh, Ryan, uh, like a tip for anybody listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, one place you should never put your wallet is the back pocket. Yeah, I was, I was putting my front pocket. pocket. You want, but 
not the fucking back pocket because I used to like I like uh, sleight of hand. Uh, not yeah. anymore. I don't have any time. And but like pickpocket magic, you know, like. And I watched this one video that if you put it in the back pocket, the pickpocket only has to do this on the wallet, mm-hmm. and you walk forwards, and your energy just propels the wallet out yeah. of your back pocket. While in the other spots, they have to like actually they have to make effort. You know, they have to try yeah. to steal it. You know, like they have to put their finger in or like touch you, whatever. But there, they just have to like do this, and you walk forward. And the wallet's gone, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and then they'll, like, they'll bump into you, so it's distracting, so you don't notice somebody, like, you know, lightly touching your butt as, you know, they're, they're brushing past you with their shoulder or whatever, or some cute girl's talking to you, and you're distracted yeah. and all that shit, so. Yeah, yeah. You ever been pickpocketed before? Um, when I was uh, younger, I was pickpocketed once. I had this yeah. small phone. Uh, and it was in like a trainer's pants, you know, like a jogging, like a sweatpants. Yeah. Those are really smooth. Too loose. You know? Yeah. And I was, uh, yeah, I was at the fair, at this fair and I was sitting and I saw these boys, but that back then I didn't have the radar or the sense that I have now or to, uh, or like to repel people, like go the fuck away from me. I was just this kid, you know? Yeah. And this like uh, little Moroccan boys, they are the thieves here you, you can edit it out or whatever but they're like the uh, like that's, yeah that's uh, in there we don't edit <laughs> no, no okay. like it doesn't matter but like you have like uh, in my neighborhood you have like these thugs you know like the moroccans yeah. the turkish and some kind of thugs. yeah it's usually them not always you know i don't want to be that guy but usually yeah anyway yeah. at at this fair and they uh, how do you say they they talk to me they chat me up but one is yeah. distracting me and one yep. just one touch, just one i remember that one touch and it was gone he yeah. took it Luckily for me, the phone was really old. And as he walked away, he looked at the phone and he just threw it away. He just threw it away. <laughs> yeah, I ran after them. I wanted to confront them. You're like, dude, why did you do that? You know, and they ran away, you know? And then, yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've had that happen before. Same kind of deals. They were in like sweatpants or some shit or track pants or whatever. And it was just too loose. And actually, I'm not even sure if I got pickpocket. I think it was like just falling out. Then like, I noticed it right away. But like, by the time yeah. I saw it, my cash was gone. But I, Fuck it, at least I got my cards. Like I didn't care. I think I lost like a hundred bucks, hundred twenty bucks. That's no big deal. It's easier. Yeah, but did you lose cards. Uh, cards as well? Like cards? Nah, they left those. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. ah, I got away. Okay, fuck it. Yeah, be- because uh, if it, uh, like the cards, like then you have to how do you say like cancel them, block them. Yeah. Well, it's see, it's funny because like nowadays, like hardly anybody carries cash on anymore. So a lot of these thieves are going digital. Like they're trying to steal like online and all that kind of shit. So I had somebody hack my eBay account once um about two years ago and like i don't really use ebay much but like i'll buy um little things here and there. Like, i think the most expensive thing i've ever bought on ebay was probably under 50 bucks and so this one day i look on my on my paypal account and i, I noticed like 700 bucks because missing i'm like what the fuck is this so i look yeah. at my transactions and somebody bought an ipad on my account and then ships it to some other place which was actually like freakishly close like i had this thought i'm like i should just fucking go to this guy's house i'm like nah, nothing's, yeah. nothing's good's gonna happen in rural alabama if i just show up some like podunk little house guys stealing shit um but here's the fucked up part right so it goes it goes through my credit card and i, yeah. call, the, I call the credit card company up thinking like hey no big deal let's explain what happens and uh they'll take care of it like they always do but i get this one like moron and uh you know, it's one of those outsourced deals. Like, I don't know what country the guy was from, but like, he, he was he was having a little bit of an English barrier with me and didn't understand common sense either. So I'm like, hey man, um, somebody, you know, swipe my 
my digital account um, and they, they order this credit card or they order this iPad, um, can you just take it off my account? And he's like, no, you ordered that. I go, well, okay, first off, it didn't go to my address. So why, why do you think I ordered this? Second off, look at my transaction history. This is like way different than anything I'm buying. I should flag this. And he's like, no, you're, you're gonna have to pay for that. I go, no, I'm not going to. Not only that, I'm not gonna pay the rest of my account because you're just letting all this bullshit go. So call your higher up and let them know I'm not paying $1,500 I owe you until this gets resolved. You know, yeah. I just hang up like 12 minutes later, some really soft-spoken, nice like guy comes up and he's like, hi, how you doing, sir? Just, I heard this little bit of a dispute on your credit card and uh, after some further review, we can tell very clearly this is not you. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Jesus, like a little common sense, man. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. A lot of the things happen now digitally, man. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit how do you reluctant for these things, you know, because it's a new age and a lot of sneaky methods and shit. But it's yeah, clever. Yeah. They get clever and shit. Um, I got a buddy who works works on what they call asset protection at Walmart, right? So, um, basically, he's like an undercover cop for Walmart, and okay. uh, you know, I won't go into like too many details about what he does, but like he sees these people doing all these like clever ways to steal shit, like things I would never even think of. Um, you know, like they'll uh, they'll do something like they'll take um the barcode off of like a hamburger patty for like, you know, for like two hamburger patties and then they'll put it on the hamburger patty that has like 16 of them. So oh, yeah, 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 that's fucking smart. Yeah. First time I heard that, I'm like, God damn it, dude. I never would have even thought to do this, but these, these guys are too dumb to make money or like outthinking me on this shit. Yeah. They're like, hus- because the hustle mindset is different, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, man, that's yeah. a good use. You got some clever ideas. <laughs> Like, uh, that's what I like, uh, like on Twitter. Sometimes you have these hustle accounts, like, yeah. okay, like Chris Johnson has this whole dispute now, but one of his friends, um, I think his name is Ace or something, Ace Time Zone, one of his friends. And he always uh, has, uh, like these cool little, like tweets where he says, you want to make 10 bucks now, uh, order shoes and, uh, sell them online for like, uh, double the price because they're like limited yeah. edition yeah, or, uh, flip this, flip this. Yeah. And he has like. If, if you're dead broke and you see this tweet, you know, you cannot go and not think, I have to take action. I have to do one of these things and make 50. You have to, let's yeah. say you're like poor, broke. Man. You would need to do that. You know? I wish I would have ran into that shit when I was younger. Like Coach Show Hart, he does yeah. that too. Like, because like now I'm like, I can make okay money on my own. But like looking back when I was in college and I was like scraping by and like a few bucks here and there was like a big deal. You know, we yeah. did a little shit like that occasionally could like flip a ticket or something but sell some things on ebay but we, we weren't making much money you know no. i don't know how i did but i was like living on like you know like outside of like my typical expenses i had, I had like 20 bucks a week on cash and somehow that would like get me drunk and fed through the week <laughs> like, i don't know the fuck you do back then but you do hustle a little bit um it was a he said it's some kind of beef or something with chris johnson i've been out of the loop what's going on there um i think mm, like the beef is uh what is it he used to work he and keanu of ridge market yeah like keanu's the air force guy i'm not sure i'm not like a specialist on johnson but uh he worked with this woman and uh he how do you say um was putting smack on the timeline that uh, (laughs) she changed the paypal or spotify account number or something so she was stealing money or something oh he was was saying that uh, she was an employee and already got a salary and there was something uh, something off you know something off yeah but then yeah. Now, 
Johnson is in the shit is because this woman also has a Twitter account, of course, and she dumped this whole story of how uh, Chris was treating her bad and like there was also like a romance involved and and he's like a misogynist because he treated her bad. Yeah, I make this tone. Yeah, maybe he like, you know, like when relationships go bad and business, it's like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm always, you hear all these stories and stuff, especially with like athletes or people that are wealthy and Chris Johnson certainly fall into that category. I'm always a little wary of people that come out. There's always somebody that comes after you like trying to, um, you know, they they want their payday. So I'm yeah. I'm out of the loop. I don't know the story. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, it it was a, how do you say like a like a gossip story. You know, we could just watch uh, as the wall turns for bold and the beautiful. It's oh, just you say you know it's crazy. He's got his account locked right now. Well, account uh, is blocked. Not blocked. He's got his account locked. Like where he can't uh, he can't retweet them and stuff. He can't out. He can DM them. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I don't know. He's um, <clears throat> I don't know him at all, really. I just I follow him, and he's got some like really clever business ideas. I think he's really interesting. Yeah, no, that's what I said. Like something like um, like the basics of how to let's say become rich. I sometimes quote Chris Johnson. You know, like yeah. <laughs> like I think, well, how do I know this? And I, ah, I must have read it from Chris Johnson. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, like, he's does he say? Oh, side. Uh, I always quote this tweet of his. Um, work a work a steady job, nine to five. Have side hustle. A side hustle takes over uh, main job. Uh, put money in the index funds. Index funds uh, funds uh, like a real estate, real estate, and then yeah. uh, quit your job or something. You know, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the secrets. So that's that's the best part. You get to like one of these podcasts, and you can somehow make it through the first hour. Or so that's when you get to the good shit. So you know, here's the deal. You get everyone makes a little bit of money, but then the the problem is you fall into that materialist trap where it's like I'm making an extra three hundred bucks a month. I'm gonna go blow it on, you know, hookers and crack or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know, whatever Red Bull vodkas and uh, and uh, a nice watch or a video game or whatever, you know. Or, you know, you could, instead of doing that, you could say, hey, "I'm gonna take this three hundred dollars, maybe create something more interesting, maybe create my own Shopify, my logo, or throw it into the yeah. stock market." Shit. I mean, you start throwing a little bit of money into things like when you're young, and it's crazy, like. I used to be obsessed with the idea of like diversifying my revenue streams, you know? Yes. Like, like I, I make good money um, with my own like couple of gigs, but um, I was getting nervous about like losing my biggest in- income stream. I'm like, what am I going to do if I, if I lost this or what if I lost my job or whatever? And then you start building these little things. Like you've got a good one now. You got this book and I don't know if you believe in it yet or not, but like, believe it or not, you start promoting that shit and you start making money. I mean, I re- I released my Reclaim Your Manhood book over not over almost a year ago. It still yeah. sells like kind of steady. Um, I I would say the best month I ever had was probably April. You know, like several months after it came out, it's still like moving a lot of copies. And then it's a five dollar ebook and a ten dollar paperback. I'm not getting rich off of it, but every month, you know, a decent little chunk of cash goes into my account. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I do like else. the feeling, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. And like. Uh, like uh, Avtoritet, uh, you know, like my Russian friend on Twitter, he said uh, we we were like discussing uh, lately, like how do you how do you be happy, you know, because mm-hmm. you can have a, a woman, a love, or you know, but yeah. you always say you need to be happy for yourself. We've been hearing that a lot, you know, yeah. but it's hard. It is hard. It's hard, you know. So uh, I, we have been saying you have to make this thing for yourself, you know, like um, where, where you can put your energy in, you know. 
Yeah. But, I ha- but I hadn't really f- been feeling it. It was like an empty platitude. I can say it, you know, but I thought, what the fuck do I know, you know? Until uh, the day before yesterday, I released my book. I was like ecstatic, you know? I said to Garrett, holy shit, you know, thank you for your help. Uh, like some people buy it immediately, you know, and they send me like messages. And I think like, holy shit, like I'm actually making money of this, you know? Like, <laughs> like and yeah, but then as you said, like uh, you, you, you use the money, like 300 bucks or something, and then you put it forward, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, just, just keep going, you know? And uh, I already, oh, by the way, I already have a second book coming. It's a, it's a short good. story. Yeah, that's, that's good, man. Like that's, it's weird once you, um, I, I didn't realize this, but for a while I just wanted to write a book. I'm like, I just want to write one book. I don't even care if it sells. I just want to write a book. And then I yeah. got done with it and it was like disappointing. I'm like, I don't, I want to write more, you know, and I had this empty void. I was kind of enjoying this, like, you know, constantly having to write and build this project. And then the project's gone. I'm like, shit, I miss it. I had the same thing with when I go running, you know, I had this half marathon planned and I was like working my ass off to, to go run this half marathon. And then I got done and I felt great about myself. And then like the next morning I'm like, I need another race. <laughs> you know, I need, I need yeah. to do another one. So I, I'm I, literally, yeah. The day before, I'm like, fuck half marathons. I don't know what I was thinking. It's the last few miles. I'm just like, why am I even doing this? And the next day, I'm like, where's the next half marathon? Or should I do a marathon? And you know, I'm talking to Garrett at Libra underscore Rex, talking about doing like an ultra marathon. You know, it just yeah. becomes an addiction. Yeah. It, it um, is. Like, uh, it reminds me of this one line of David Goggins, you know, uh, yeah. the SEAL, the, the ultra marathon runner. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, my life doesn't have a finish line. Every yeah. time I cross the finish line, I'm already thinking what I'm going to do next. Yeah. You know, I um, think some people have that, you know, you in a certain sense, me in a certain sense, we're not David Goggins, of course, but like Garrett has it. You're thinking like, what the fuck am I going to do now? You're just sitting yeah. there and think, I'm, yeah, I'm going to write a new book. I swear, like I was like celebrating my book and I was thinking, ah, oh, fuck, I need to write that other one now, you know? I yeah. Grew up, I grew up around a lot of people that were like incredibly wealthy, like to the point where at 40 or so they could retire. And I remember asking like almost every one of them is like a 19, 20 year old kid. I'm like, why do you work? Like, didn't you make enough money to retire? And every single one of them goes, yeah, but what the fuck am I going to do then? Just, I can't golf all day long, you know? Like, I'm going to sit at home and, you know, just do nothing. You, you get bored. Joe Rogan talks about this too. And this this is where it really clicked for me. Um, they're talking about like retirement. He's also really wealthy. He goes, what am I going to do? Like, go drink margaritas on the island? He's like, that's not a retirement plan. It's a fucking poster. You know, how, how long are you going to sit on the beach drinking margaritas before you're like, all right, now I'm just an alcoholic. I'm bored. What do I do next? You, you got to get that next thing going. Yeah. And then, that, uh, I like that line, man. Uh, that's not a, rep- a retirement plan. That's a fucking poster. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think a lot of people have it made up in their mind. They're like, I just can't wait. So I've got so much in the bank. Like, there's, Everyone's got a number, right? To me, to me, it was like $10 million at one point. Now it's probably more like four and a half. I'm getting a little bit more modest from what I want. Where you're like, you're like I'm going to stop working at this level. And, uh, you know, then I started thinking about that. I'm like, what am I, what am I going to do? Just sit on the beach? I don't, that doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah. I was thinking about it lately as well. Like, uh, like I had this talk with this guy at work and we, we were, we could tell, we, it was non-spoken, but not that the work was swamping us, but yeah. we had this vibe that the work wasn't where we wanted it to be, you know, like not what it, it was supposed to be the pay isn't big enough, you know, yeah. like the nine to five grind. We had this look, and then he said to me, "Like Kevin, uh, what are you gonna do all day? Uh, lie in a hangmat, you know, on the island?" <laughs> or and I wanted to say yes because you know I uh, like I've been to Thailand, you know. I, I was just chilling on the beach. 
but I can remember, uh, like after a few days, it becomes boring. You have to keep doing. It. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I, I, I would say like if I if I had the money, like I could set aside. Um, I'd probably be doing a lot of the same stuff I'm already doing. You know, like I'd still be writing, I'd still be working on the blog, yeah. still be putting out books. The one thing I would do that I can't do right now is I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. And, and most of it's not even money. A lot of it's more that I have kids and I can't take them everywhere. Um, but I, I would travel around the country. Like I'd like to do like a, a Spartan race or a half marathon, like in every state of America. There's one in Iceland. Ah. I think that. Oh, oh, by the way, like uh, now that we're talking about that, like uh, now that we're talking about like retirement plans and stuff, yeah. you know, like um, I'm like a huge Jack Reacher fan. Yeah. And like, and everything I know about America, like even the the vast distances, comes out of Jack Reacher books, you know. <laughs> I've I've seen the movies. I got the first book. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. That's cool. No, but so that's what you think of as America. No, but uh, what I want to say, like a retirement plan, you know, like yeah. um, I, I would love to, like one day, like uh, roam the big continent, you know, just do nothing. Yeah. Put a shirt on my back. Do nothing. Well, what's crazy about America? I mean, it's it's like Europe, where it's so big and it's so different. Like you can go to. You can go to Florida. That's a weird, crazy redneck place. Then you can go to Oregon. It's like, this feels like a completely different country. Like, how do these people even get along? And the secret is, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's like, a, like, um, I have this, I don't want to call it a dream because dreams don't have a timeline, you know, but one of my uh, goals, you know, one day. I just, you know, come over and just, you know, make a trip and make a weekend out of it or a week out of it or whatever. Come check out some cool places. There's a million places to go. Last week, I, I drove like all over the stupid-ass country. I was in five states in like five days. <laughs> That's good shit. Went and saw a couple baseball games. Went and saw the Cubbies. Um, did a bunch of crazy shit. So, But that's why I was kind of absent from Twitter for the last week or so. It's kind of... Oh, yeah. It's good. Man, I get addicted yeah. to this shit. My girlfriend makes fun of me all the time. I, I enjoy it. And it's not just consuming mindless tweets it's also like reading shit and talking to people but i, I took like a week off like I, I did not i tweeted a little bit but i was barely no, looking no, at that's it. good man right and i really how do you say chance was doing it as well he said guys i'm gonna be less active on it and mm-hmm. the reason that, like i had been how do you say feeling the need to take a step back as well i took yeah. a step back like some people said hey it's, Fury, it's come healthy. back blah, blah. Yeah, but then I thought, uh, finish the book. That was my goal. Like yeah. in my tweet, you read it, it says like uh, you, uh, the, uh, the pre-buyers were my motivation. Like when, in April, I put it out and actually six people want, uh, thought, hey, I want to read this. And I thought, you know, just, you know, just for them, you know, just for them. Yeah, isn't that cool? Like a lot of people say like, how do you write a book? How do you finish it and all this shit? And it's, it's hard, but the problem is you never finish a book. It's never perfect. You're never happy with it. So you got to set that deadline. It's like, all right, it's coming out this day. But I, I don't know. It could be better, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. But then yeah. you, you get it out there, like people start responding to you. They're like, hey, man, you did a great book. I'm like, oh, good. At least somebody liked it because I wasn't ready. I, I didn't like it yet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's an artist thing. Like there's some actors, they never watch their own movies. Do you know that? Like yeah. what's his name? Uh, Tom Hanks has never watched one of his own movies. That's insane. I've heard that before about different actors. That's crazy, though. But it's, it's like an artist thing. Like, uh, I used to have this drawer friend. Yeah. He says, once it's done, he, he doesn't want to look at it anymore. You know, like. I get that. <laughs> Even worse than that, though, like, wait till you write your next book. You're going to look back at the first one. You're like, man, I didn't realize what I didn't know. You know? What, what, what did you say, Ryan? I didn't catch that. When you, um, when you write your second book, you're going to look back at the first one, and you're going to be like, yeah. man, 
I thought I liked it back then, but now I look back at it, it's like I could have done so much better. I do the same blog posts, and I was talking about this with some other writers, and they're like, you just got to leave it up there. You got to leave it up there. Like, I know you want to change it. I know you want to delete it. You just got to leave it up there, though. What I like about doing that is um, people will uh, see like, the finished product. You know, A lot of people are like, hey, man, your website is amazing. How'd you do that? Like, well, it wasn't amazing. It was very basic. It was very simple. Yeah. There's probably some issues with yeah, you it. Told me that. Then it got better. Then I tweaked it a little bit. And a year later, you get this great product. And everyone sees the finished product. You don't see all the work that goes into it. Yes. So. That's like the like one of not the diseases of society, but like um, always the end result. You know, yeah. they always see the finished project, but they yeah. don't see the hours or like, you know. Yeah. And uh, now they're uh, like coming back a little bit to like uh, feminine behavior. Uh, I'm not going to say all women are like this. But, uh, <laughs> I see uh, tweet, uh, Yeah, like with the red pill. Uh, thing that I've been hearing a lot is like women only, what is it? Only fuck the women at the finish line or yeah. something, you know? When, when, women don't run the marathon. They just wait the finish line to fuck the winners. Yeah. And, I say it, it all the time. It's true though. Um, I don't mind. She doesn't care that you lift weights. She cares that you have muscle. She well, doesn't care... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they know what they want. Like women want a protector, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, no, but... I I I don't mind um when women do that or when women want that. Like some guys are upset. Like ah, oh, women are so superficial. They only want the big strong man. It's like, well, you know, the solution to your problem. Then start going to the gym. Like you're just being lazy. You're not whining because you think it's morally wrong for them to choose those kind of guys. You you're whining because you're too lazy to put in the work effort. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, the, I remember that. You know, like the the end result. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for real. And a lot of people. Oh, now that we're talking about that, like uh, hearkening back to like uh, my writing, uh, what people don't know about me, like I do say it from time to time. I have been imagining or like fantasizing to write a book for ten years. It's two thousand nineteen. In two thousand nine or two thousand ten, I was constantly thinking, "Am I good enough?" I was reading um, Hemingway, "The Sun Also Rises," his first book. And the Great Gatsby, you know, I was just reading. I think, uh, can I do this? Am I allowed to do this? You know, who is allowing me? You know, because also like writers have this thing that somebody has to say to you, "Yes, you're a writer." You yeah. have uh, you have a mill about that. One of your mills. It's a beautiful mill. Like, stop saying I'm an aspiring writer, right? No, you're a writer. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah, either you're a writer, okay. or you're not. You're not an aspiring writer. You, or uh, your vocabulary is uh, less. You know, my vocabulary is less than Huntsman. You know, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, everybody is a writer if you want to be a writer you yeah. know go write your fucking shit you know? yeah yeah there's, and there's a progression to it too there's a lot of people like oh, books of big progress and how do you get to a book well you're tweeting right you're writing it's just they're little ones now to start putting those together make them a little bit bigger you got a thread it's pretty close to a blog post start writing blog posts all right make those a little bit longer now you get chapters put a few of those together you got a book i mean if you're if you're writing you should have a blog I think WordPress is free. I don't really know how WordPress works. I use Squarespace, but I think it's better. Um, but everyone should. Which one is better, you say, Ryan? WordPress I, or Squarespace? I, I like Squarespace better. They do a few things. It's, I think, first off, it makes you a little bit more professional. Like WordPress just feels like somebody just like goofing around with the blog. Nothing against it. Just I think it looks nicer. Um, and then they, they optimize it in some ways. It makes it a little faster. Yeah. Uh, it costs a little bit more money. <clears throat> but you start going after it for a year or so there's no reason you can't be making more money than it costs like i don't know yeah. what i spend on my website but it's like it's not a thousand bucks a year it's less than that like significantly less than that and it makes way more than it costs 
and it's only been up for a year. And I was looking at this here day, um, the traffic that I got coming in, it's a straight line going up for this year. Like every really? single month, it's yeah, it's like perfectly straight. Like I'm getting significant more growth, and it's not a huge amount yet, but it's growing. Yeah. And the secret is. And what most people don't realize is when you start out, it's slow, it's slow, it's slow, but then it starts building. And it takes a few months for you to really catch on. But man, if you stick with something, it really does grow. You know, I've yeah. been doing this for a year. That's it. That's all it takes. But I did it consistently. You know, I did a piss poor job this month of writing. Um, but every single month aside from this month, I put up like about four blog posts every single month. Yeah. No, yeah. I. How do you say like people want the secret hack or the cheat? I do love how you broke it down like um how do you eat an elephant right uh, yeah you, put it in you just I'll said it, that like, we thread uh blog, blog post, post after yep. book yeah that's it that's it i talked about it a little bit in um the book i just wrote with uh paul dominic um yeah. about writing that was a weird one so that book started out um we were going to, or I was going to write a book about how to start writing because people ask me all the time like i kept trying to write out an answer and i'm like i can't Ask answer this quickly. I kind of did with that little tweet um, thread blog post. That that's a good answer to it. But um, people wanted more, so I started making a longer one. I was gonna make a blog, and it just got too long. I'm like, fuck, this is gonna be an ebook. I guess I'll just yeah. put it up and sell it. And people started pre-ordering it like a lot. And I wasn't really pushing it, and then yeah. all like, jumped on. It kind of turned into like a neat little project. You know, really cool, really good. Yeah. I really yeah. like it because Paul Dominic, when I first met him on the Twitter uh, environment. Yeah. He had been planning about writing a book, but he didn't have anything yet. So I really like yeah. that part of him as well, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, he's become like a friend. I talked to him a lot. Um, but we uh, we had this idea. And one thing I was kind of neat to watch with him was it was like the sparkling. Because he, he kept doing that thing where he's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm like, we'll just do it. And now and now he's like starting to like push out shit a lot more comedy. He's got some cool yeah. ideas. So he's also very young. I think he's like 22 or something. So, yeah, yeah, he's young. He's younger um, than me. I, yeah. I wish I was like that motivated and that directed when I was 22. <clears throat> I fell into the trap when I was 22 where I'm like, someday I'll be more, you know, prepared to do stuff. But like, I kept thinking like, well, later, but, like, I need more education. I need more experience. Because yeah. people tell you that a lot. Like, you need to put in the years. You need to put in the efforts. Fuck that. Just start doing stuff. And if you're 22 yeah. and you fuck up, no one's going to judge you. Especially not like five years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I respect the young, the young ones on Twitter that I see. Yeah. Like, sometimes they, how do you say, they, they're a little bit how I think now that I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Like, like the young ones, like Paul Dominic, they're probably thinking, ah, I need to de- do more and blah, blah. But they're doing a lot, man. I see them. A lot. When I was 22, I was just watching like uh, anime. I like anime, but I was doing it <laughs> as a hobby. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was like playing pickup games of basketball and, video games and drinking all the time and shit so i kept thinking when i get older when i get older yeah that's, that's why I, that part, yeah that's why i wrote that book reclaiming manhood it's it's um it's a couple of things and one of the one thing is meant to be this is the more selfless part is uh-huh. it's, it's a guide for young men to like get through their 20s and be more productive and, and look yeah. better about the selfish part of it was like i made a lot of mistakes in my 20s and not so much like things i did wrong but things i didn't do there's a lot of, that I didn't do that I look back on and regret. And by writing it, it's kind of like how I put myself in peace. Like, all right, here's what I should have done. Write about it. It's out there in the world. Whatever. I'm good. But same time. You know, yeah, I, I, tying into that, like Ryan, what you said, like that feeling, yeah. I think 
maybe uh, a lot or if not all accounts on Twitter have that. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had done more. I see it a lot. Like, it's for some it's stronger in regret. For some it's more they've come to uh, deal with it more. You know. But yeah. I see it in a lot of tweets. Like the emotion behind it. You know. You can tell somebody is saying, "Hey, do this now." person that's reading this because i didn't do it you know yeah and that's yeah. and that's actually the reason why my moniker is called fury actually most people don't know that like it's like a like a gimmick or like this guy's constantly angry but i am like um now you see me happy and stuff like smiling but i'm constantly like in my head you know like really like angry furious like i didn't i didn't do enough you know and uh, it had i have to pay i have to pay the price for it now actually with some things you know yeah so, yeah. yeah we yeah. all do yeah, I, I get that. You just, you know, you can't go back and change things. You can do what you can going forward, but you know, it helps to like inspire other people. Like, hey, this is what you should. Here's what I wish I would have done when I was younger. I wish I would have started retire or a retirement fund. Actually, I, I did that one. I was pretty good about that. But <laughs> here, I didn't do a lot. I, I could have more, but I did some. But yeah. I mean, when you when you're in your twenties, man, like just throwing a little bit of money into like a retirement fund is huge. And I'm not licensed to say this, so this is educational advice but like you know just start throwing your money into the stock market i think i think guys should start playing around with that a little bit and just assume that you may make mistakes and you may lose some money um but it's a good thing to learn when you're young you can afford to lose it and if you don't even want to mess with it there's something called the vanguard total stock averaging fund i think it's it's vtsax so if you go on like an e-trade account or something look up vtsax what it is it's it's um it's a compilation or whatever of every single company in the stock market. Um, I think it's the S P 500. Maybe it's the Dow Jones, but I forget. Anyway, this thing on the average over the last 120 years has returned 8%. Now it's not 8% every year. Sometimes it goes down, but over the course of all that time, 8%, I mean, if you can make 8% on your money, that's massive. It's way better than just sticking it in a bank account. Yeah. If you stick it in a bank account, nothing happens. They, nothing happens like yeah so how does this work i think it's the law of 72 so every nine years so 72 divided by 80 equals nine every nine years that money should double so you put a thousand bucks in when you're 20 and just leave it in there and let it go at eight percent by the time you're 29 it'll be two thousand dollars yeah imagine if you keep the consistency you keep doing it every every month or something man yeah huge yeah man yeah, it's been good talk, Fury. Yeah. It's been fun getting to know you, man. And uh, yeah, I'm a fan of your book. I like all the crazy stories and shit you got in there. It's good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, no, uh, like, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to, how do you say, like, um, doing more stuff with you, man. Like, I really yeah, appreciate it. definitely. And also, what I remember, by the way, uh, a lot of the, like, the other people don't know this, but before I was, like, on the inside, uh, I talked to you as uh, as one of the first. Like, yeah. I was just, how do you say, just on the Twitter, you know, like, and... I just talked to you about uh, random stuff. I don't know any, if I scroll up, I'll see it. But it was just um, your support, you know, very, how do you say, your energy. Thanks, oh, yeah. What's up, man? Yo, uh, what are you doing? You know, like very supportive. I really like that. Yeah, I, I try to be approachable. It's getting, it's getting tough first. My account's gotten bigger because I get a lot of people. But I don't, I don't mind the DMs and I'll respond to almost everybody's response. But like, it depends how people act. You know, sometimes they come in and they just like immediately throw the problem at you. And it's like, all right. I don't know if I want to help you or not. I don't even know who you are. But other times it's like, hey, I like what you've done. I, I appreciate what you're doing. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, talk yeah, like yeah. a person. Don't talk like, hey, here's my problem. Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> because 
Do you promise I'll never throw a PayPal at you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're like an authority now, right? You're like, yeah. you're about to value this. You know, they don't see that you're the person, uh, Ryan Tomlin, you know? Like, yeah. Well, and here's the big thing is, um, and this is where I think I'm like one of the better authorities is if you come to me with a problem and I don't know how to fix it, I'll tell you, I'm like, look, man, this, this is out of my lane. All right. Yeah. I'll let somebody else handle this one. Talk to this guy. Yeah. I'll, and I'll tell you, if I don't know what the hell you're talking about, you know, hey, ask somebody <laughs> else. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> but the DMs can be pretty crazy. Sometimes, like, yeah. people think I'm like a cigar expert. But, uh, I, I do know a little bit more about it than, than the regular Joe down the street, you know, like yeah. my run of the mill. But, uh, but sometimes the way they talk, it's really funny. Like, what I, I have, I'm not shitting on these people, but right. I really like when they say, hey, Hey Fury, uh, massive fanboy over here. <laughs> they start with that. I don't like the. I'm just a person. You can just say, "Hey, I like your work" or whatever. You know what? Yeah, I like. I don't mind they pump your ego up. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> no, yeah. the, the best ones are the ones that I really like. Is when they say, "Hey, um, this specific thing, like this line that you wrote, this tweet, or this part of the book, this really changed me." You know, sometimes I say things. I don't, I'm, I'm bad at this. I'll just start talking and I'll say something really profound once in a while and it's just gone. Like, I don't yeah. appreciate that I said it. But then somebody else will come back to me like, hey, I love that you said this. I'm like, when the fuck did I say that? I'm like writing it yeah. down. Like, I remember this one. <laughs> I, I, saw your, I saw your eyes lit up when I said, um, uh, you're not an aspiring writer. You're yeah. a writer from your meal. I really like that. I was yeah. a work uh, right. Ryan is right, you know? I, I saw you light up about that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It makes... How do you say you think you're not maybe doing enough work or something, but then you just put it out there and someone says, Hey, I read that and it helped me. And then you yeah. at use. You were the first person I told that to. And it was one of those things I kind of just said and I, I kind of forgot about it. And then like over time, like that's that's a good line. I've used it with a couple other people too, and they all have the same response. They're like, huh. I didn't think about that. It's something a lot of us struggle with. They call it imposter syndrome, you know? Like, we still don't think we're good enough. I, I constantly struggle with it all the time. All sorts of shit. I go to the gym, and I look at, like, some of these, like, monsters. The place where I go, there's, like, all these, like, firemen in there. Like, it's like all they do is lift, you know? And I look at these guys, I'm like, God damn it, man. I gotta get you in here more often, <laughs> you know? But then there's other guys that probably look at me and think the same thing. You know? Yeah. There's always, I know what there's always a bigger fish. Always a bit. The grass is always greener. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm... Uh, lately, I haven't really been that much of a lifter. I've been doing some stuff, but I've been doing more running and shit too. So yeah, how tall are you, uh, Ryan? <laughs> I I hate to say this, but I'm not six foot tall, so people get disappointed. <laughs> I'm like five. <laughs> I'm only like five ten. Five ten. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not like that huge, but I make up for it with going to the gym a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm like 185. Yeah, I thought, I thought solid. Tall, you know, like most American, like because I'm yeah, five right. ten. Is how many centimeters? Wait. Oh fuck! Let's look this up. I don't know. It's because I'm on the smaller side as well, so I don't look like I lift. You know, like. Let's see, five, ten, and seven meters. I'm flexing on your podcast right now. Hundred and seventy-eight centimeters. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're uh, you're um you're eight centimeters longer than me. Yeah. Oh shit! You're on the small side. <laughs> I am on the small side. I'm five seven or something. Got you, man. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's not much. I centimeters are tiny. I forget how. Yeah. Okay. Thank God for Google. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's another thing I hear like people complain about all the time. Like, oh, girls like what guys are over six feet tall or whatever. I'm like, look, yeah, maybe. I think in online dating, especially because it's like really obvious. But like, yeah. this is like never 
been a problem for me. I've never had some girl being like, look, you're really cute, but I wish you were taller or whatever. Um, they don't care. Like, uh, even dated the one girl girls. really care about you? They yeah. don't care about you. They don't. I even dated a girl once that was taller than me. You know, she didn't care. Okay. It didn't bother her. I want, yeah. I wanted to say that, like, uh, I used to know a girl, uh, a Slovenian. Mm -hmm. I talk about her a lot in other podcasts as well. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> she was taller than me, like, almost like a head head taller, you know? Yeah. And what's funny, she always uh, teased me about my height, but it's not one of uh, I maybe have a lot of insecurities, or people yeah. don't think that I'm insecure, but my height is never one because, yeah, okay, I'm short, you know? And she was like, haha, you're short. I'm like, okay, but go away then, don't do yeah. Exactly. Well, and you, you said it right there. It's the insecurity. Girls don't mind that you're not tall enough or whatever. They mind when you're insecure about it and they can just sense it. Like when you're worried that you're not tall enough, then, then they can tell. But like, Yeah, they have six cents for those shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. It's really crazy how they do it. It's like when it's that same mindset where like you're desperately trying to get a girl and you've been like alone for a while and, and you can't meet anyone. Yeah. And like, no one wants anything to do with you. But as soon as you get a girlfriend, you're comfortable and you don't give a shit anymore. All of a sudden, they all come knocking. <laughs> it's like, damn, man, where, you? where were y'all when I was single? <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's, the, that's, the, that's the whole mindset. Yeah. What are we talking about? About that finish line thing and yeah. wanting and not wanting. I don't know. I'm still... Uh, oh, just here for the timeline, you know, if people think I'm some kind of like uh, alpaca guru, you know, like it's not true. You know? I'm still dealing with all this. I, I still don't get the alpaca thing. I don't know how it's lasted as long as it has. <laughs> no, like, uh, I think Benjamin created this, like, in the atmosphere to, yeah. like, as a satire to alpha, you know? You know, yeah, the alpaca versus beluga instead of alpha versus beta or whatever. So, I don't know if you noticed, but he got suspended from Twitter for a week or something like that. Me? Oh, Benjamin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he said so in the DMs. He said, like, uh, because he used the word faggot. <laughs> yeah. and it was it wasn't even like just some random it was like to a friend <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like a discourse, it was a discourse. Yeah. he said he uh, uh guys uh, i got cocky don't get cocky i like it's, i thought i was doing well but i got cocky man Be it, happens, careful it happens to everybody when i was um i still i think i still got a blog post on it on my website somewhere but i got suspended fuck a long time ago like <laughs> About that, uh, by the way, uh, like uh, Ryan, like um, yeah. sometimes I, uh, most people don't know this about me, but I have said once before that there's a chance that I, because I don't have a good filter, people say yeah. I'm very unfiltered and like direct. There's a chance that one day I may maybe like banned or something or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes, um, how do you say, uh, like a secret Santa's helper says, "Hey, dude, you can't say that." I get a, yeah. like a direct message, dude, you yeah. can't say that. Yeah. So, but, I try yeah. to cope with that. Like, I try to think about, like, my Twitter strategy. You know, I can't prevent, like, what's going to happen in the future. But I've come to terms with, I assume, uh, what I think, if I, like, make a new account or something, that the people that knew me, they'll follow me again, you know? Like, all the yeah. friends. Are it, well, it's been, I've been having fun watching um, Chris Johnson because he got, he got banned and then he made another account. And, like, he almost instantly had 5,000 followers. But yeah. it's it's still not where it was. You lose, so, you lose the chunk. But I think you get the. It's not about the follower accounts, but the people. You get the right people to follow you right away. You, you get the right. Yeah. Do you have an email list, Fury? Uh, it's in my um. How do you say it? it's in my uh, Your bio? bio. But I, yeah. I have. It's like maybe eighteen people, twenty people, or something. You should. That's that's a good way to get um people to follow you. 
if you like get suspended like that's the secret to like how some of these big accounts can like instantly come right back because if you got this good email following those are the people that really like you so not yeah. only will they follow you but they're the ones that are going to retweet you and shit so yeah, i don't know I you don't really send out too many emails, yeah just, yeah you send out an email like once every every once in a while just shoot some bullshit out you know like hey this is what's going on this is funny hey my new book's out you should definitely do it about your book you can put like a chapter in there maybe give people okay. a little um excerpt about it yeah and then okay. just you know once once a day or so to say hey my newsletter's free come check it out you know i i talk about mine all the time and every once in a while i got ten thousand followers but every once in a while some people are like hey you're getting a little spammy with this email list thing i'm like so what scroll past it it's not a big deal i don't care yeah. One guy unfollowed me. He goes, hey, you're, you're pimping your email too much. Unfollowed. Fine. Don't care. You don't, need to, <laughs> you don't need to announce you're unfollowing. If you announce you're unfollowing me, I'm just going to block you. you just, just unfollow me. I don't care. And they want, they want attention for that, you know? I got some guy right now. I, I shouldn't even say this. I'm not going to say his name, though. And okay. he found something on my website, I think. I'm not really sure because I don't recognize it. And he goes, why are you talking about this um, Nazi ideology? Okay. And I'm like, my what now? So I look at it, and it's it's talking about some Norse mythology stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it it's it's um there's a part where they talk about maybe the Aryan race coming from India into Europe, and I don't okay. even say that it happened. I just say that there's a theory about this what happened. And my point is that um some of these symbols that you see in Europe and Asia are the same. Uh yes, uh, like the the swastika. Right? Yeah, but I wasn't even talking about the swastika. <clears throat> Excuse me. But like some of these like symbols are the same. I think it's interesting because I've, I've gotten really obsessed with like Graham Hancock and this idea that there may have been this like ancient um, seafaring race of people that went like all across the world. And, yeah. and I, I find that interesting. And then this this Norse mythology stuff is very much like a pro-white thing, which I, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But some people hear that and they're like, well, that's anti-black. I'm like, well, hold on. If that's true, then there's a pro-black thing anti-white is it? Like, why can't you be proud of where you came from? Don't, don't, don't do that. And like, I, I just immediately blocked the guy. But then he like hit me up again on some like alt. And I'm like, look, man, just chill out, dude. He's, he's, they, they, they try to like drag you down. They try to create some bullshit. Yeah, like, uh, uh, like one of my lows or something was yeah. when I actually realized I made it big because there was this like um, this account who was like a beaver, uh, like an alt. You know, yeah, yeah, he was like an anon, an anon. But um, he, uh, how do you say, he keep re- uh, he always retweeted my shit. It doesn't matter what it was, not even like a, something great, you know, just like a, a tweet. Everything, yeah. I recognize the picture. Every time, you know, uh, I see notification, hey, that, uh, that beaver dude again. <laughs> then one day, I was, uh, I was in Brussels with uh, with in Belgium. And uh, that's when I uh, became too big for him or something. He started just calling me names, just insulting. Look at that, <laughs> at this guy's chin. He think he's the shit. Like, look at him smoking his cigar, blah, blah. And then I thought, dude, you were my friend. <laughs> like, more like, dude, you were supporting me this whole time? He's got and some what? insecurities. He's got to work out. Yeah, and then I thought, whatever. Ever since that guy, I'm not going to even debate anymore. Like, block, block. Yeah, the block, block button's useful. Some people are like, oh, I won. He blocked me. It's like, he didn't win. Like, you're just not care. in the world anymore. We don't care. Uh, you don't exist in my mind anymore. I don't yeah. even know if you want. Like, it's it's just too much noise otherwise. The reason I block is so I can spend more time and attention on people that actually matter. There's people that yeah. I want to talk to. You yes. know, and Some of these people just become noise. I got to the point now, I don't do debates anymore. Like, if there's something really interesting, somebody's really smart, I'll talk. Yes. I'll have a conversation. I'd rather yes. do it like this. Like, I challenged somebody once. They wouldn't do it. But I wanted to have a talk like this about this argument we had. 
Okay. And uh, this person wouldn't do it. Um, but like, I don't like doing the Twitter thread thing. You know, like, no. they'll say something and like, I might give one response and then they'll counter back. Like, well, you have to defend this. I'm like, no, and I just no. walk away. I'm like, yeah. in my case. All right. Like, I, you don't I have remember. to. You don't have I, uh, to win every it, argument. It comes to me now. Uh, comes to me like um, you. You talked about the Avengers movie and that you don't like uh, Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, I can't stand it. Yeah, but I saw your style. Like uh, somebody said something, and you just said, "No, I don't like her." Period. Yeah. You know. And I saw. <laughs> I, I, I just like that, and I said, "Yeah, I don't. I'm not feeling it at all." But I saw you didn't go further. You know, and I, I like that. You know, I like that's that's the way to do it. I I don't. I, so I went and watched the movie. I don't like the character, but the movie's okay. Like, I wouldn't say it's great, but I mean, as far as all the Marvel movies, it's not the worst one. There's a couple I don't like more than that one. But her, there's, there's a line in that movie. Um, I haven't watched Captain Marvel, the solo movie, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. There's a line they use in the movie. It's um, this, I think she gets into like a bar fight or something. And this guy looks at her and she's like a, a military pilot or something. He goes, yeah. you know why they call it the cockpit, don't you? And I'm like, all right, that's a decent line for all the pro-female pro power crowd. But they use it like two or three times. It's like, come on. Like, enough. Like, get over <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> you know, I, the so, I don't, I don't know. I got bored one time. I think I was doing an ionosphere, actually, when I did this. But um, I bought the yeah. domain to CaptainMarvelSucks.com. Yeah. <laughs> so if you type that in and hit enter, <laughs> it goes okay. to my website. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's cool. You linked it. I yeah, like it's that. like redirects to my site. <laughs> I like that. You, you make it. How do you say your um, dislikes or your your likes? You're making it all come together. You know? Yeah. So some some asshole dudes probably like Captain Marvel sucks, and I enter it. I'm like, what is this thing? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there's a chance. Hey, this guy, this dude's actually cool. I like him. I like yeah. Him. Yeah. Maybe I, I get a lot of weird people. Like, I don't know how some people find me. A lot of them are coming through search engines now, so I'm, I'm getting good. Oh yeah, at like you said, you hold one of the uh, in the in the group. You said you hold a big one, like uh. Yeah, it's um, um one of the biggest ones I own is um it's a quote from Fight Club. It's um we're a generation of men raised by women. Like I'm on the front page of that. I, I'm getting up there too. It's like number three. It's weird. That's fucking that, cool. I like that. SEO is really cool. It sounds like something that like you're not meant to understand, but once you start like getting into it, it's it makes a lot of sense. Um. Good. There's definitely some luck to it, though. Like I've I've had things where I'm like, this is gonna be a big hit, and like I just I, it won't rank. Sometimes it's just too <laughs> there's too much competition. But yeah. but yeah, if you tried a few things, you can get there. That's a good well, way to get graphic to your site. Yeah, thanks for the tip, Ryan. I think I have to maybe like think about the mail and the blog. I have been thinking like about my strategy. Yeah. Because I don't know. I I do feel it's not that I'm worried about that I'm uh, that I don't have my own voice or anything, but I feel like the mail list is so oversaturated. Even no. like the no? it's not you think that but it's not because everyone's different so look, ah. look think think about where what i'm doing right path to manliness like that's oversaturated like i would not recommend anybody going to that niche there's a shitload of people yeah. doing it already i mean look you got brett mckay art of manliness you got um you know hunter drew with the family alpha there, there's a million guys, all those red pill guys, I guess, are kind of in it. There's a million people trying to do what I'm trying to do. Um, I think what works for me is that I've got my own unique flavor of it. Yes. I, I can't think of your competitor. Like, I don't know who I would say Fury is like, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So, so your like mail that. list will work because it's unique. It's you. So, and people are going to like you or they're not, and that's okay. Um, yeah. 
you start asking people to join your list, just like every day, just say, hey, my email is free. And put on like the tweets that blow up. You have a tweet that has like 20 retweets. Fuck it. Just put your link at the bottom of it. People will sign up. Yeah. Because okay. I had 100 um, at the beginning of the year. And it wasn't really growing that fast. And now it's growing by like, I don't know, 40, 50 people a month, something like that. It's over 600. I haven't looked at it in a while. But it's it's yeah. grown fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it and like I'll, I'll, I'll put in the work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you like it, if you like to write, emails is the best way. And then yeah. you don't have to worry about getting banned. That's where you can say the fun shit, man. You can say faggot all you want in your emails. Yeah. <laughs> or Benjamin. There's certain words you can't say anymore. So that's that's one I guess we can't say anymore. Um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, like to retard something is to make things go slower. But then there's like the, the slang of that, which you know no one should really say anyway. I guess I think that's the next word they're gonna go after. Retard. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people are gonna be able to say that one. Ooh. It's yeah. kind of funny because like there's um there's like a clothing company called Fucked, F U C T, and they're allowed to promote it like it's a normal word, like it's kitty. Yeah. But they just like want it, but like you, you can't say other words. It's just it's getting confusing. Like, all right, yeah. so curse words are good, but certain words aren't. It's which one is it? So. I don't it's know. Because Strange on times. Twitter, what was it like? Uh, Huntsman alerted us like um, you have this child molesting uh, pedophilias. Uh, yeah. Love. They are allowed to. What? What is that? Like? I don't know. I don't know. I. I just. I gotta stay away from that shit. Cause like I remember, like when the PizzaGate thing was a big deal. I was like looking into it. I'm like, this is messed up. Stop. And like, I can obsess over it and say how wrong it is, or I can just ignore it and move on with my day. And yeah. Sometimes at the end of the day, you just got to focus on making your own life better and worrying about people that are yeah. making up your life. That's lives. what I'm doing as well, you know, like trying yeah. to make my life better. And if I think somebody uh, has something useful, use for the things I have to say, then I'll put it out. I'll just, you know, stay away from the negative shit, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, let's end it on that. I like that. So this, this guy that was in uh, Bangkok that you saved, you know, you helped him out. That's the same life man if you can do one or two of those in your whole lifetime just like help out one or two guys like for real like that and then like throughout your typical day like just little things like hey here's a way you can make a little bit of money on the side here's a way where you can get in better shape like little tiny things that make people's lives better in yeah. the day you feel pretty good about yourself and you'll be happy that's the real yeah. secret yeah man you got any closing thoughts mm, uh, no i really liked i really liked the conversation I yeah, think. yeah. I finally, fun, I finally have the uh, the chance to talk to you. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's why I do this. Um, I got some things I do that make money. This isn't one of them. Um, it may make me some money indirectly. Um, and I think I do get some affiliate commissions through it. But like, as far as like play accounts, it's not high enough to make a lot of money. Yeah. But um, especially not like for the time put in. But I really enjoy talking to people like you. That's why I do it because it gives me a chance to talk. And if you think back or if you go back and listen to it, the first like. I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. Like, it's a good conversation. But the second half of this, like the second 45 minutes to an hour, we're like significantly better. And that's what's cool about having some of these like longer podcasts. So you get into a better flow with people. And we can, like, we're, yeah. we're talking like friends. And we are. We've known each other for a while. Yeah, we've known each other a long time. Yeah, man. You, you were following um, at the beginning. Yeah. But because also there's like a time discrepancy. Because of Twitter, you yeah. uh, feel like you've aged very lot. <laughs> It's hard to explain, but in the real world, if you've known somebody for that X amount of time, it wouldn't feel the same because of yeah. Twitter, it's something 
like as if you've known each other longer, you know, like a yeah. creation factor. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Oh, that's a good talk, man. All yeah. right, we're going to wrap this one up. Another exciting episode of the Path of podcast in the books. Thanks for listening. And go check out Fury's new book, a Fury novel. We're going to have it linked down below. And uh, <laughs> we're going yeah. to Fury attire. <laughs>If you enjoyed this episode of the Pat's Millionaire's Podcast, be sure to write us a review. That way we can reach more men that are lost and need direction in their life. And if you feel that you are lost and you need direction in your life, or you simply are looking for brotherhood, a sense of belonging, a place where you can be a man, a traditional man, and be around other men who are motivated and working to build something themselves, Check out patreon.com slash to gain access to the private Discord server where you can connect with other highly motivated individuals 